Mark chapter 5 and we will read from verse 21 onwards. Mark chapter 5 verse 21 onwards. Now when Jesus had crossed over again by the boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, that she may be healed, and she will live. So Jesus went with him, and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. I want to stop right here, as the Holy Spirit wants me to. We're going to see verse 1, verse 21, verse 22, verse 23, and verse 24 for now, for a few minutes. We see here... A ruler of the synagogue, a person who was held in authority, had a need. How many of you know that every human being has a need? Doesn't matter what money they may have, what power they may have, what name they may have, what fame they may have, what they have, what they don't have. They have a need. Each and every single person, they each have a need. And this ruler of the synagogue, even though he was a ruler of a temple there, He had a need and his need was his daughter was very sick to the point of death. And he came to Jesus Christ. He had this faith. His faith was if Jesus would come and he would lay his hands on this little child and his power touches her, her sickness will go. Obviously, he would have tried all the other avenues. He was a ruler of the synagogue. He would have tried all the physicians who were there at that point. But it was pronounced over her that she's going to die. She's not going to live. And at that time, he knew one thing. Jesus Christ is in town. I can go to him. I can ask him. And he will do it for me. And you look at his faith, he says, he says, come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. The faith is, Lord, can she live? No. Her faith was, his faith was, she will live. And God says in his word, according to your faith, so shall it be. If I believe God for something, the way I believe and the way I hold on to, God says it will happen. Faith is very powerful. When we exercise the faith that God has given to us, and we put that faith to use, it is bound to do something, something very unique. And when I talk about faith, I speak from the scripture through the spirit of God where faith is something that comes from the knowledge. It's not a blind something where a blind something holds on to blind something that doesn't exist and somehow we psych ourselves to thinking that, okay, this will happen, this will happen, this will happen, say a hundred times and say it fifty times and no. This is this knowledge, just like how when you know you have a ball in your hand and you see this ball and you say that, okay, I'm going to throw it to you. And we throw that ball with what? Faith that this ball is going to go from my hand the moment I just do like this and it is going to go into the hand of the next person. It takes faith to do that. If I think that, well, this ball is not going to fall, it's going to be stuck to my hands or it's going to drop right down, then we're not going to do it. One thing we know we have this knowledge that when I throw it, it will reach the other person. And if the other person is not able to catch, that's another problem. But... The point is, the ball goes. It goes because there is this force that is there. 
you have this gravitational force when you throw, it goes and it has to go down. It's never going to go and just keep on flying. No, it has to come down because there is this gravitational law where when something goes up, it has to come down. And so when you exert force over here and you do, whether you play volleyball or whether you play basketball or whatever you play, you know the way you exert force and the direction you manipulate that, it goes to an extent, but after that it has to come down. And it is based on our knowledge of something, we exercise our faith. When it comes to God, it is so important for us to understand that God is, and He is the rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. That means, when we go to this power, this power that is above every other power, and we go to Him and we ask Him for something, and He has said that, I will answer you. I will answer you. I will answer you. Based on that fact now, we're going to him. And Jairus, this ruler of the synagogue, although he had position, although he had power, he had money, he had everything someone would want to have, yet he did not have the power to heal his daughter. And this is where he comes to the power that is higher than himself, which is Jesus Christ. And he says, Lord, you come to my house, lay your hands on my daughter, because he knew that there's a transfer that happens through the laying on of hands, where the power from Jesus goes into the child, and the child will live. Knowledge is very important. Knowing the truth is very important. Jesus said this, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. When you know the truth, it's like having the treasure that you never had before, because now you can do a lot with it. When you know the truth, you can do a lot with it. And God is speaking at this hour, He says, Do you know the truth? If so, how much do you know? You know, with how much ever you have, you can do so much ever you want to do. If you have $5, you can buy some things for $5. If you have $50, you can do $50 worth of stuff. If you have $500, with $500, you can do it. If you have a credit card for $2,000, after the $2,000, you can't do any more because you will go over the limit and you cannot use it. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. To what extent you know the word, only to that extent you can use the word. Only to that extent you can make use of the word. So it is important for us to know the word. Know who Jesus is. And Jesus Christ here, in Mark chapter 5, we see here, he had the power to heal, and he had the compassion to heal, he wanted to heal. When Jairus came to Jesus and he said, Jesus, my daughter is dying. She has a sickness that is almost taking her life. Lord, come to my house and lay hands on my daughter, and she will live. Jesus Christ honored that faith, and he said, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming to your house. Your daughter will live. God is speaking to our hearts today. Whatever our situation may be, whatever our circumstance may be, whatever we may be going through, all we need to do, one thing, just say, Lord, based on your word, I come to you. I'm bringing my situation to you, my loved ones to you. Maybe your sickness, it may be their sickness, it may be whatever problem you may have. When you take it to Jesus and say, Lord, I know that you can do it. Whatever way you express your faith. In this case, Jairus said, Lord, you lay hands on her, she will live. And then you also see in the Bible, the centurion, he'll say, Lord, say a word, that's enough. The way you express your faith is very important because according to your faith, you will be met with the answer. So here, she, he comes to Jesus, Jairus, the ruler of the synagogue, comes to Jesus and he says, Lord, come to my house and touch my daughter and she shall be made whole. Jesus said, I'm coming. I'm coming. The first word from God 
to you today is what you ask from God, the way you ask and the way you believe, your answer will come exactly the way it will come according to the proportion of your faith and the way you believe. So faith is very important. Now, you see here, verse 25, a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Now you're seeing a different type of healing here, a different type of faith. Where this lady who had this medical condition went to, went to many doctors and they couldn't do anything. And she says, if I can only go. See the difference between Jairus. Jairus had a certain type of faith. And God said, I will come and do it according to your faith. Now this lady says, I have this condition and I have no hope. But if I can only make it to Jesus, and if I could only touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. She had a different type of faith. Faith in Jesus works all the time. Depends on how you exercise it and how you stretch your faith to whichever way you use your faith, God will give you the answer because the anointing of God is always there to heal and to deliver. It's important that we make contact with the presence of God, with the Lord Jesus Christ. So she says, I'm going to go and I'm going to touch the hem of his garment and I shall be made whole. You see the strong faith they had. Even though her physical condition was something that was incurable medically according to the eyes of this world. Jesus Christ's power was able to take away the diagnosis. It was able to take away that physical condition. It was able to take away that pain. It was able to take away that stigma of what was there where she was not able to do anything. She was not able to have a family. She was not able to do anything. Jesus Christ came and he took that away. The point here is two types of faith we see just within these few verses. As we keep going down, you're going to see how God meets a person where they are. Whatever capacity you're able to exercise your faith, God will meet you where you are. But one thing is very important. Faith has to be faith minus doubt. Faith without a speck of doubt. That means, I believe God is said, Lord, I believe that you can. And I have to stick with it. I believe that you can. No matter what we see, that may come against it. You know why? Because Satan will always try to come to quench that faith. He knows, if you are strong in faith, you're going to get that which you are going after. God for. But if he can come and knock that off. See, for example, if you are driving from one place to another, and you're driving, and you have to go from here, say to Walmart in Middletown, or Macy's in Middletown, any store in Middletown, and you begin driving, and all of a sudden, somebody calls in, and you get distracted, and you completely forget to exit, and you're just going. For 20 minutes, you can be driving, without even knowing that you are in the wrong road itself. Distraction can cause you to miss your destination. So Satan will try to come and say, how can I distract? How can I bring symptoms? How can I bring thoughts? And how can I bring words? And how can I bring all kinds of things to cause this person to lose faith? Because when that doubt comes in, faith is non-existent at that point. If faith is non-existent, then you have nothing to make contact with what God can give you. Very important. So the faith in God, you call it adamant faith, tenacious faith, a faith that cannot be knocked off by any force because that faith is so powerful as long as you exert that force. 
called faith to receive that which God has for you. So she had this faith. No matter what happens, no matter who says what, I'm still going to make it to Jesus. I mean, if all the medicines didn't work, how can she just think, I can just go and just touch the hem of his garment and I can be made whole. She had this knowledge. She was not simply dreaming something and saying that, well, I'll just go and try something out. No. She heard lots of testimonies. Lots of people came and told her, hey, that blind Bartimaeus, he was blind, born blind, and look, he's seeing now. Hey, that deaf person, he's hearing now. Hey, that person who was paralyzed, he's walking now. Hey, that person who was leper, he is healed now. So many testimonies. She heard, and now she knew, there is power in this Jesus. Beyond that, there was this force. God's spirit was working in her. God loved her and he wanted her to be healed. So the spirit of God put this in her mind. Touching the hem of the garment of Jesus is enough. Is enough. Just make your way there. And it was her faith that drove her to do what she did. With her physical condition, she went and touched the hem of the garment of Jesus. Now she was made whole. I'm just going to read a little more here. I'm going to take you to a few more verses before we conclude for today. Verse 30, and Jesus immediately knowing in himself that the power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? And let's just go back a little bit. Let's go to verse 29. I think I skipped that. Immediately, let's go to 28 itself. For she said, if I may only touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. Something happened. She felt the power of God go into her body. Something happened. She knew that she was healed and also the physical condition that was there, it was gone. How many of you were here with pain or with things that you had with visible growth or whatever it is? When the power of God touched you, all of a sudden you knew you were healed. Not only did you feel the power of God, but that symptom was gone. You couldn't hear before, but now you can hear. Whatever was there, the pain was gone. God did a visible thing. And when you know the power of God goes in, also the symptom that you had and the disease itself just goes away. And so that's what happened to her. She knew that she was healed. Now, Jesus is asking this question. Who touched my clothes. But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? Very important. A key point here that God wants to highlight this afternoon is, simply touching Jesus is not going to do anything. That means, as we simply come to the presence of God, we're not really going to experience anything unless we touch God intentionally. Be intentional in reaching out to Jesus Christ. When the people came there, they all came there. It was so crowded. So somebody was touching his elbow. Somebody was, it was so crowded. They didn't feel anything in their body. But this one woman intentionally, she said, if I touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. You see that? She had that faith that if I touch him, this will happen. So the touching was very intentional in order to get healed. When we come to the presence of God, we must be intentional saying, God, I'm coming with a purpose and this purpose has to be accomplished. And I'm going there in faith so that you can answer me. Whether it's healing, whether it's deliverance, whether it's a financial breakthrough, whether it's a marital difficulty, whatever it may be, impossible situation, impossible, impossible, impossible. We've seen a lot of impossible become possible here. So we know how powerful our God is. When we know who our God is, with that knowledge, just like this woman, 
we come one more time to the presence of God. Not because we're simply psyching ourselves up for something. Not because we're trying to believe something that is not there. Oh, no, no. We're believing in something that is there. We're believing in someone who we know who can. We believe with faith because we know that it is a fact that He loves us and He can do it and He will do it for us. So as we look here, she made that contact with Jesus and Jesus obviously healed her. But he wants others to know her faith and her healing and encourage her. So what she did was right and brought her out in front of everybody. Someone who was hiding, someone who was neglected because of this disease. There was a stigma there. But this woman, Jesus Christ, elevated her. Well, there are many women in the Bible Jesus elevated. If someone comes and tells you that, well, Jesus doesn't like women or Jesus doesn't elevate. Oh, you haven't read your Bible properly. You haven't. Jesus is looking to touch men and women. He has no partiality. We're his sons and daughters. Just like a parent will love the daughter to death and the son to death. Jesus loves each one of us. And having loved us to the very end, he died for both men and women. God is so good. And so we see here, Jesus Christ touched, she touched him, and he released his power, and she was made whole. And now he's asking this question. Look how affectionately he talks. He says, daughter, your faith has made you well. Daughter, God only knows When was the last time she even heard that word, daughter? There's a reason why Jesus mentioned that word. To make her know the love of the Father through him to her. God is speaking to her today. God knows you by your name. And God says, I want you to know how much I love you. The whole point, which why Jesus even communicated that word daughter, is for her to know his love. You know, when that word came to her, how it would have touched the spirit, she would have never forgotten that sentence for the rest of her life. Every day she experienced that new health, she would have remembered, daughter, daughter, daughter. When I saw Jesus for the first time, when I heard his voice, I told Pastor Dave, after that, I just wanted to go and sit somewhere and say, God, can I see you one more time? Can I hear your voice one more time? Can I hear your voice one more time? It's the most loving voice. It's the most glorious face you can ever see. Ever see on this side and in eternity. After that, you would just want that. You would want that so desperately. Now God is alive. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He came to this daughter of his. He says, Daughter, what made you well? Your faith. Your faith. You came to daddy for something and daddy gave it to you. Look at that relationship. He said, daughter, your faith has made you whole. You come with faith to God. He will never disappoint you. Man does many times, but not God. Man will say, I want to. But man may not be able to. Man may be distracted with other things. 
God is not like that. When you come intentionally, he's intentional. God is very intentional in his relationship with you. He says, you come to daddy. He says, daddy will give it to you. Whatever you ask God for, God says, he shall give it to you. That's what my Bible says. Whatever you ask my father in my name, he will give it to you. He will give it to you. So what keeps you from asking and believing? When the enemy brings opposite things, what keeps you from believing God? And what causes you to believe the enemy, to make you feel like, this is not going to happen, this is not going to happen, this is not going to happen. God is speaking to our hearts today. Close your ears to those negative voices which says, this is not going to happen. Because if God says yes to you, it's a firm yes. It's a definite yes. And that yes will bring to the natural realm that which God has proclaimed in the heavenly realm. Now, Jesus Christ is supposed to go to Jairus' house. But while he was going, now, this lady with a problem comes and he, she touches the hem of his garment and she got healed and Jesus stops and he's talking to this lady. And every second counts for who? Jairus. Jairus' daughter is about to die. And he's thinking, oh my God, oh my God, more delay. It's good that you got him more delay. Oh, what's gonna happen? Now what happened? She got healed, but his daughter died. Some of you may feel like that. Oh Lord, I'm coming to the house of God for my healing or for my loved ones. And I'm saying, this one get healed, that one gets healed. It's like somebody else is jumping in the middle and they're all getting healed. And where is my healing? God says, hold on. If you called me, I am coming. If you ask from me, you are getting. Be joyful in the meantime for your brothers and sisters who are getting healed. Praise God for every testimony that you hear. For every woman who comes there with a problem and who is getting healed. Rejoice with them because once that's done, he is coming to you next. Your time will come. Your time will come. Never get disappointed at someone else's and say, Oh, they got healed and I didn't get healed today. Or their child got healed and I didn't get healed. Or my child didn't get healed. It's important to remove that out of your mind. Rejoice with those whom God is rejoicing with. And then your turn will come when God will rejoice with you and you will rejoice with God and the whole world will rejoice with you when they see God's magnificent work in your life. Now you see here, while he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? Now you have somebody who sent by the enemy with unbelief. It looks well-meaning. It looks like somebody who cares and says, don't bother Jesus why he has to come all the way there. You see, that person's faith was so limited. He says, oh, she's dead. Forget about it. Let's think about funeral. Let's think about burial. Let's think about the next steps. But what did you go to God for? Did you go to God for health and healing? Even if she's dead, didn't you ask him for something? Jesus said, if a son asks for bread, what will the father give you? If you ask God for life, will he give you death? Even if death comes, if he has pronounced life over you, nothing can touch that life. God is speaking to our hearts today. It is important to hold on to what God has said. Jesus said, I will come. That means he is coming. That one word or one sentence from Jesus Christ is enough for us. Lord, say a word to me. Oh, Lord God of heaven, that's enough for me. 
That's enough for me. God is speaking to your hearts at this hour. Jairus heard the voice of Jesus and he said, okay, Jesus is coming. I'm so happy. But then in the middle, something else happened. Other people were being ministered to and there's a delay. Now, Jairus is thinking, oh, what's going to happen? And then he gets this negative news. But when the negative news came, look what Jesus said. Verse 36, as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid, only believe. So it's very obvious when someone came and told him that your daughter is dead, his heart was filled with fear, very natural, right? Suddenly, oh, I was waiting for Jesus to heal now. Jesus can't make it because of this woman. And now what happened? My daughter is dead and he is filled with fear. And now Jesus speaks another word over her. Over him, he says, don't be afraid. Have you experienced this? When you're going through something, God would have given you a word. But then all hell will break loose and you'll feel like, oh God, that's it. I have no hope. And God will come and speak to you another word. Where you can hold on to that. Now you can take that and you can run for another mile. God is speaking to your hearts today. His word is enough. His word is enough. Jairus did not need another 10 confirmations after that. Jesus told the word, Oh, Jairus, don't be afraid. Only believe. Faith is very important. Faith in God's word. And what he has spoken is powerful. And Jesus is talking to Jairus at this hour. He says, Jairus, don't be afraid. Only believe. You see the compassion of Jesus Christ here. He didn't say, well, you came to me for healing now. You are scared now. I can't do anything for you. Go home. I have others who have faith. I will go and heal them. Jesus didn't say that. Jesus Christ is here to impart faith. Even when your faith is shaking and when you're afraid, he comes and he speaks his word to impart faith into you so that fear can leave. How can you accept the impartation from God? How can you receive that faith from Jesus Christ? By believing in what he says. When he says, don't be afraid, only believe. Immediately, there has to be the switch that happens, that needs to take place in our hearts. Where we say, he said, don't be afraid. So I'm not going to think about death. I know Jesus is coming. So I'm going to go home with Jesus, knowing that he has the power over this. He is going to do something in the situation. What I asked of him, he is able to perform. How many of you believe that? What you ask of him. Your God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or imagine. Now you can read the rest of the story on your own. Go home and read this, Mark 5. It will be a blessing for you. But today, the Spirit of God wants to impart faith into your spirit. Into the spirit man inside of you. No matter what you see. No matter what you hear from man or circumstances, it may appear so real because on the physical realm, it is real. Death is real. When somebody died, we can't say that, well, I don't believe that he's dead because I think that he is sleeping. No, he is dead. Somebody's dead is dead. If you have a sickness, it is a sickness. If somebody has cancer, you can say, well, I don't take the diagnosis and I don't believe. There are some people who do that. I don't believe in this and I'm not taking... No, when you have a sickness, you have a sickness. If you have autism, you have autism. If you have illness, you have illness. That is the truth in the natural realm. But the fact is, my God is able to heal me from all my sicknesses. 
God is bigger than cancer. God is bigger than autism. God is bigger than schizophrenia. God is bigger than bipolar. God is bigger than tumor. God is bigger than any disorder. God is bigger than any financial crisis. God is bigger than any marriage problem. God is bigger than any earth shattering disaster. God is bigger than. Are we willing to believe that he is bigger than that? And are we willing to believe that he can change my circumstance? He can bring life into my dead circumstance. He can bring life into my dead part of my body. He can impart life into the dead emotional area in my soul. He can bring life into the dead financial area. He can bring life into a dead marriage. He can bring life into wherever the death is. God is able to depart, God is able to cause death to depart from a situation. That means somebody is sick and they're gravely ill. Before they can die, God can heal them where that death is gone. God is also able to bring back the dead. God did something impossible for the woman with the issue of blood. And God did something impossible for Jairus' daughter. Both are supernatural miracles. Substantial miracles. Whatever need you may have. Whatever want you may be experiencing. Whatever crisis it may be. Whatever burden you may be carrying and caring for too long. God says, it's not meant for you to carry. He's there to carry all your burdens. God is able to do exceeding. Abundantly above all that you can ask or imagine. The question to you is, where is your faith? Have you placed your faith upon your problems? Or have you placed your faith upon the problem solver? Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Shall we stand up together? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.